0: You're listening to Make Some Noise Podcast, mini-sode number 537. Welcome to Make Some Noise Podcast, your guide for strategies, tools, and insight to empower yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here, partly because this is part two of a two-part mini sewed series that I'm doing that I am revisiting an article that I wrote in 2014 called 11 Things Happy Women Do. And I am breaking down the 11 things along with what I would add nine years later from, from writing that article that went viral. Apparently, it really struck a chord with people which I'm glad about, but there are so many things I would go back and add into these 11 things. And I talked about this in the last episode, but if you're listening to this part for the first time, it's fine if you are. But I do suggest that you go back and listen to the other episode, which is number 533, part one of Happy 11 Happy Things Women Do, is that one of the things I'm not a fan of in the personal development industry is the miniaturization of these pieces of wisdom, advice. We've made them bite-sized so that they can easier fit on a meme for Instagram or Pinterest or even in articles, and it really condenses down such a complex and nuanced topic, and it just hurts my heart. <laughs> I just... Ooh. So I wanted to come over here and, and talk about it, not just that, but, but go into more detail about these really important topics that I listed out in this article. So today, we're doing the last six. The last time I did one through five, now we're doing six through 11. And before we jump in, I do want to let you know that I am taking applications for one-on-one coaching for this coming fall. If, if you're listening to this in real time, it's summer. 2023. And I have some openings for the fall. I'll be finishing up with some clients that I've been working with and would love to see if you and I are a great fit, whether you are going through some kind of transition, whether there is something on your to do list, dreams list, bucket list, any list that you want to accomplish and you're feeling stuck about it. Maybe you need to learn how to have hard conversations, really anything that you feel stuck around, whether it's fear that's holding you back or anything else. Head on over to andreaowen.com slash coaching, or if you just want to apply, andreaowen.com slash apply. And from there, we will let you know what the next steps are to see if you and I could possibly make some magic together as coach client. All right. So let's jump into, you know, I will, I will. Call them one through six, just for sake of me not being able to uh, you know, get confused, so I won't get confused about the numbering system. I'm going to quote myself and then jump into more depth and nuance with each of these, as I did in the last episode. All right, number one, happy women practice self-care. Quote, we go to the doctor and dentist. We listen to our bodies and feed ourselves healthy foods and move our bodies in ways that honor our need for movement, aka exercise, end quote. Oh, Andrea, that is just two sentences that need so much more explanation. (laughs) That was a very abridged version of self-care. And self-care over the last decade has really had a a moment, didn't it? Self-care really had a moment. And I mean, there are coaches that now specialize in self-care. So what does that actually mean? Like let's let's break it down a little bit more than just, and I'm not saying that doing those things that I mentioned isn't important. Like, and also not just doctor and dentist. Get your mammogram if you are of a certain age. Get your colonoscopy. Raise his hand. Get your STI test. You know the Pap smear. Like all of the things that we need to do that aren't fun, that aren't fun, and many times it can get put on the back burner and i mean you know i don't need to tell you that and what i want to focus on is the listening to our bodies part and i'm going to i'm going to talk more specifically about intuition at the end of this episode but in terms of food and movement you guys and sleep i am 48 as of this recording and i will tell you what Nothing like age that's gonna tell you how important those things are. I have noticed that as I have turned the corner into middle age, a little while ago I did, I cannot escape the basics of eating what my body wants me to eat and how it feels best, moving my body, and that really includes stretching, oof, and also getting enough sleep. When I, because I struggle with insomnia, and even if it is one night of insomnia where I only get like two to four hours of sleep, it takes me about two days to recover from that. I'm a bit of a wreck the next day. I can, I can muddle through, but it's not easy and it's not pretty. But it takes me a handful of days to even recover from a terrible night's sleep. And There are things now that I can't eat, like, you know, things with heavy creams and just they look really good on the menu. And I'm like, "Mm, I really want to order that chicken fried steak with gravy. But I know it's just going to wreck me the rest of the day. I know many of you are nodding your head and you already know this, but there are some of you maybe that are kind of in that place of, you know, still doing it because it feels good or tastes good or is fun or whatever. And you just can't. Learning to say no to those things or massively put them in moderation is practicing self-care. How do you take care of yourself? and this is this this also crosses over into what I talked about in the last episode around setting boundaries around about surrounding yourself with people who also not just take care of you, but respect your need to take care of yourself. That's what self-care is. My my daughter's cat is also in here. I have needy animals, you guys. La- last episode, you could hear my dog barking. This one, she's very attached to my daughter, and so when my daughter's not home, she's at her last week of school right now. As I'm recording this, um, she has to come in here and be with me, and often likes to sit on my desk, which makes things really difficult. But anyway, getting back to <laughs> getting back to the list: happy women practice self care. All right, number two: happy women nurture their friendships. Quote, human connection is essential and female friendships that are strong, trusting and healthy are imperative to your happiness. We make time for our friendships and let go of those that aren't reciprocal. All right. Oof. Do I need do I need to go into more depth with this one? I'm going to go backwards. We make time for our friendships and let go of those that aren't reciprocal. I make it sound like, you know what? If your friendship isn't reciprocal, you just you just let that go. You let that toxic person go. No. First of all, I've said this before. I don't believe that there are people who are toxic. I believe that sometimes people's behaviors can be toxic. I believe that sometimes my own behavior has been toxic. And I don't mean for that to sound so bite-sized. If you are in a relationship or a friendship that's not reciprocal, I hear this a lot from, or decent amount, I should say, from people who have a friendship with someone in their life and they say, I'm always the one that reaches out. I'm always the one who shares and is vulnerable and she or they don't do the same for me. Okay. First of all, I acknowledge that. That can feel yucky. I don't have a better word at the moment. It can feel yucky. And Depending on how invested you are in the friendship, that's usually your first question, which if you're kind of complaining about it, chances are you are invested in it. Then it's time to have a conversation with that person and make a request. This goes back to what I was talking about in the last episode about learning how to have these difficult, uncomfortable, challenging conversations. Moving back up in that that very short paragraph is, and this is something we've talked about on the podcast before and I've talked about in my books, is establishing these relationships in the first place. I'm As I record this, I'm kind of going through this myself and really putting in an effort and intention to create more friendships with women than I do have here in my community. I have amazing friendships, but they are spread out all, all over the United States. And I'm looking for women accepting applications if you will for friendships here that are around me and instead of going out there and trying to find brand new ones what i have done is i've selected a handful of women who i've who i've had good interactions with and i'm fairly sure that we have similar interests and values and then i'm going to reach out to them and say hey do you want to grab a cup of coffee i'm actually having coffee with someone today as i reco- or actually we're having lunch with someone today whom I've only met on like a school, our kids go to the same school, PTA type of thing. And we'll see what happens. I've I've had instances where I've reached out and I've had a meal with someone and she ended up not being, uh, we had very different values around a, certain, a couple of areas. And I'm like, okay, then I just don't think that this is, and I just sort of let it go organically. But my point is, is that, sometimes it's so much easier to reach out to people that we already know. Maybe it's a friendship that you had before and that you have lost touch and want to rekindle again, or it's someone that you know more on a surface level that you would like to see if it could be something deeper. So that's what that might look like. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about spirituality. (laughs) Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. All right, number three of six. Happy women connect spiritually. Quote, whether it's going to church, connecting in nature, doing yoga or meditating, prayer or whatever it is that helps you connect to the spirit inside of you that spirit that represents the larger universe that you can express gratitude for and ask for guidance. Okay. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to shit on this one too much. I don't I don't think I did too terribly <laughs> with this one in particular, but what I do want to say more of is that we as a society and a culture like to think our way through things. We like to intellectualize not only our feelings, but our Personalities, our circumstances, each situation we're in, we like to put labels on things and put things in boxes. It makes our brains happy to be able to do that. We tend to not like open loops and uncertainty. It feels way too risky. So I I just want to say I acknowledge that and understand that we tend to, to do that. And there are many people that say we are spiritual beings having a human experience, like, you know. I definitely agree with that. And I am also someone who likes to intellectualize things and and break things apart. And at the end of the day, where I have felt the most powerful, not just from a general perspective, but the most powerful in my decisions, the most powerful in who I am as a woman, the most powerful in who I am in all the roles in my life, it is when I have consistently and intentionally created space for my own spirituality. And I, and I feel like we need a new word for it because the connotation can have a lot of weight to it. And there's some dogma that surrounds it. And we'd like to place that into a box of organized religion. And it's really not. It's about finding the truth inside of you. And if it feels good to you, It's also about finding something outside of you that is bigger than you that you cannot touch, but you understand fundamentally the power that it has in being your guide, in being your North Star, in being the thing that helps you when you feel lost. Because my God, don't we all feel so incredibly lost many times in our lives? It's fairly frequent over here. I don't know about you guys, but I feel lost a lot. And the farther I am away from any kind of practice of spirituality, and when I say practice of spirituality, for me, there have been times in my life where I have meditated fairly regularly or I have journaled fairly regularly. But what it looks like, honestly, for me is – going on walks and getting quiet with just myself, doing some form of prayer where I genuinely talk to myself and ask my guides and angels for whatever it is that I think I need in the moment. And a lot of times, I don't know what I need. Like I think I know what I need, but I ask them, like, give me whatever it is that I need. I don't know if it's patience. I don't know if it's comfort. I don't know if it's ease or knowledge or wisdom or Clarity, or whatever it is, they know, and they typically hand it over. And it's so what I have come to realize as I'm rounding the corner towards 50 is that I usually don't get from them what I think I want. I get from them whatever it is that I need. And that will sometimes be frustrating, but when I really sit back and think about it, that gift that I have been given will bring me to my knees. And what I mean by that is the sheer understanding that I have been given exactly what it is that I need. And I apologize if I'm sounding esoteric here. I'm trying to be as as clear as possible as the words come to me. But it just astounds me from a place of gratitude the things that have been handed over to me. And sometimes they suck in the moment. And I'm like, this is not what I wanted. And it ends up being the most beautiful, amazing, but controversial in my head lesson that I didn't know that I needed. So yeah, that's that's connecting spiritually to me. Nine years later after I wrote that article. All right. Number four, happy women have healthy sexual expression. Quote, we don't feel shame about sex. We masturbate without feeling weird or guilty. We can talk about sex with our partners from a confident place. For happy women, sex is about pleasure, intimacy, getting needs met, and self expression. End quote. This one is so, is the biggest loaded baked potato for me. Y'all, I don't. I don't even know what to unpack. I've been moderately open about this one for me. I will link in the show notes an interview I did with Jessica Clark Graham, who I worked with in 2019, I believe it was, 2020 maybe, around my own sexual shame, my own sexual uh, past. Timeline, if you will, which was incredibly helpful. I've read some amazing books, including a Pussy, a Reclamation by Regina Thomashower. I'm also gonna link the interview I did with her, also known as Mama Gina, in in the show notes. And this has been such a journey for me, <laughs> which is is continuing today as I record this very much so. But I just, I first want to acknowledge the shame that comes with sex for many of us. Even if you grew up in a family that was open about it, that was sex positive, even if you had mentors or other people, especially women who were sexually expressive and you Learned that from them. I also think that you—it's near, damn near impossible to ignore the culture that raised us, that gave us so many mixed messages about sex. That it's really hard. I think it's—it is an uphill journey to grow up as, especially as a baby boomer or older, a Gen Xer, a millennial. I think it's a little bit different for Gen Z, but they still have not escaped it, just in terms of sex positivity for women. And I just want to acknowledge that it's complicated. It's very, very complicated. And I also, from a place of someone who waited a long time to really start to dig in, and I also really thought I was okay. I need to give myself some grace because I really thought that, like I've, I've, I'm okay. Like I've, I love sex, and I'm not afraid to say that out loud. That is a very different thing for me being able to say that to you into a microphone than being in bed with someone. And stuff is happening in my mind, and then in my body, and then my throat chakra gets all fucked up and clogged, and then I'm like, what's wrong? Just you, Do you know if you know, you know, if you know, you know, (laughs) Fuck. no pun intended with that word. However, there's definitely and I don't mean to to be vague and sort of like dangle a carrot, but there's there's definitely going to be more about that topic from me. 2023 has been um, I had to actually pause. The recording and come back because I'm like what word am I going to use to describe how 2023 has been for me in terms of my work around sex and my sexuality and sexual expression wild that's that's that I think that word encompasses what I'm going through in more ways than one so I look to women like Regina Thomashower. Um, like Layla Martin. I would love to have her on my my podcast. I'll link to her work in the show notes. She's someone I follow online. Um, there's also some really amazing Black women who are sex educators who are fantastic that I follow. And also even musicians like Madonna, who I have grown up seeing, who have paved the way and I'm leaning into that. So that's all I'm going to say about that A little tangent there. All right. Number five of six, happy women listen to their intuition. Quote, we hear that whisper or feeling we have about something or someone and we acknowledge it. Personally, there are still times when I don't act on it until much later, but I always know it's there. End quote. We're going to take a quick ad break, our last one, and I'm going to come back and say more about that. The thing that I want to I start with as I'm, I'm talking about intuition is I also think it's imperative to forgive ourselves, do our best to forgive ourselves for times we have ignored our intuition. I don't know about you, but I have some pretty significant circumstances in my life, uh, terrible ones, I should say, that ended up being bad <laughs> relationships more specifically, where I ignored my intuition about it. There's been several, several where I've ignored my intuition and made excuses for the other person, made excuses for the reason that I was not walking away, et cetera, et cetera. And then we can walk away from that even when we're on the other side of it and feel ashamed and beat ourselves up for not doing better. You know that quote, like when we know better, we do better. Not always. I love you, Maya Angelou, with my whole heart. And also there's been many times in my life where I knew better. And I did not do better. And having interviewed so many therapists on this show, what I have come to understand, which has been incredibly helpful, is that a lot of times our nervous system is actually in charge. Our nervous system gets so (laughs) turned, so turned on, so turned up that that's where our decisions come from. Like our intellectual mind can be like, this is bad. I should probably walk away from this relationship. I should probably not go on a second date with this person. I should probably not allow this person to treat me the way that they do. And for some reason, we keep making these decisions that we know aren't great for us, hoping for another outcome. That has a lot to do with our nervous system and not our intellect and not our decision-making place. Understanding that has fundamentally changed how I talk to myself, the perspective that I stay in, the compassion and grace that I give myself for not listening to my intuition. And I hope that you can do the same. So I do think that we cannot have the conversation about listening to our intuition without also talking about that you don't get to a certain age and like completely come out unscathed from that perspective of having moments of totally ignoring your intuition. I like to say like, we screen the calls of our intuition, you know, we see it come up on our phone and we're like, "Um, I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to send it straight to voicemail. (laughs) Have like 10 notifications on your voicemail app. Just pretend they're not there. Yeah. You're all right. You're you're normal, human, normal human being, having a normal human being experience. Okay. I love you for that. I love you for that. It just means that you are breathing. Just means that you're breathing. All right. Yeah. And then from there, just do your best. Just do your best to listen to your intuition. Honestly, age has been the only thing that's been helpful. (laughs) And it's not perfect. It's not a perfect science. But I'm so much better now to be able to so much easier to be able to walk away from things early on before I get too attached emotionally to a person or to a situation or to a made-up future of whatever the situation is that I have created, a made up story because we get attached to those as well that makes it harder to walk away from things. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say about intuition. And the last one, number six, happy women express themselves creatively, quote, we make time for whatever it is creatively that lights us up. It might be painting, acting, dance, writing, scrapbooking, designing, anything that fulfills that need, end quote. My gosh, this can be singing. This can be, you know, taking apart an engine and putting it together. I, I just, I don't want to stereotype of like what quote unquote women's creative endeavors are, but there are so many different ways to be creative, like creating something in the work that I facilitate around daring way slash daring greatly. Brene Brown's research and methodology. They, there's a creative project involved and it's towards the end of the entire program. And they say in the instructions it says there there are not creative people and non-creative people we're all creative but some people choose to just not use it and i also want to add to that like often to no fault of their own they either have like some kind of creative trauma where some jerk art teacher told them they were terrible and they should never draw again or they should never write poetry again they'll never be a good singer, whatever it is, and we have we carry some shame around it. Or maybe it was not of value in your house. Maybe you grew up hearing, you know, starving artist and don't ever get an art degree, or they made fun of people with art degrees, or, or whatever it is, but we have hangups around art and creativity. We absolutely do. I love Elizabeth Gilbert's work for working on that. And and just creativity is in all of us. It's absolutely in all of us. Personally, I love writing and then going back and trying to make the words more beautiful. It's sort of a two-step, generally speaking, a two-step process of uh, of that. And it's both of it is a creative process. So it's getting all of the words out first, kind of like creating the outline and the scaffolding, and then going and making it beautiful. That's art. So whatever it is that you do, it, it it could be journaling, it could be making a list. It it really does not have to be something that we deem valuable enough to be creative. I think so many times we put that into a box and like think of creativity as just like painting or sculpting or that kind of art, and it's not cooking is is a way of making art. There's so many different things, making crafts. And it's okay if you love one thing and hate the other. I I loathe crafts. But I love people that do it. I like to buy crafty things. We need those people. But your your mode of creativity, your medium is yours and it doesn't have to be something traditional. My ask is that you get whatever it is that is bouncing around in your soul and you have it travel through your body either out your hands or out your mouth whatever it is to create something out of nothing it's self care <laughs> it's listening to your intuition it's self love it is absolutely an aspect of self love human beings are creative people and i hope this has been helpful for you in not just kind of thinking about the basics of personal development, especially how it relates to women, but also the nuances in it. And I hope you could walk away with some really great takeaways. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so honored that you choose to spend your time with me, especially in these mini-sodes when it's just me and my needy animals. And remember, it's our life's journey to make ourselves better humans and our life's responsibility to make the world a better place. Bye for now. Hey, did you know there's free secret podcast episodes waiting for you that are not part of my regular podcast feed? Yes. AndreaOwen.com slash free. And you just sign up. You get a link sent to you. It's very secret. It's like a secret club. We don't have a secret handshake. Don't worry about that. But it's these motivating podcast episodes that I made for you. They're under 20 minutes each. There's three of them. They're for wherever you are in your life. So head on over there and grab them. They range from really supporting you and seeing you where you are and being compassionate all the way to giving you a giant kick in your ass and telling you how amazing and gorgeous and phenomenal you are. So andreowen.com slash free and get your hands on that free podcast feed.